better to gain progress in learning and to fail and learn and pick yourself up again than to achieve perfection. And and that's a lesson I would definitely pass on to myself if I if I could go back in a DeLorean and 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 really uh, speak to my younger version of myself. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Omar L. Harris of Intent Consulting. Omar, super excited to have you on the show. Great to be here, Gresh. Yes, yeah, super excited about all the work that you do and all the awesomeness that you've been able to create. But before we jumped into the interview, I want to read a little bit more about Omar so you could hear about some of those awesome things. And Omar is the founder of Intent Consulting, Tempo.io and EquityPulse.io, a former GM Gallup certified strengths coach, speaker, award-winning best-selling author of five books, including Be a Jedi Leader, Not a Boss, Leadership in the Era of Corporate Social Justice, Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion, The Servant Leader Manifesto. Festo and Leaderboard, the DNA of a high-performance teams. And with 20 years of global pharmaceutical experience, executive experience building teams, Omar has worked on four continents, the United States, Middle East, Asia, and Latin America for Pfizer, Merck, Sharing Plow, and more. His books and work have been featured by CNN, HLN, Weekend Enterprise, Black News Channel, WPXI-TV, NBC News Pittsburgh, CBS, ABC, Fox, Lake Charles, The Beating Alpha Podcast, The Living Corporate Podcast, Real Leaders, Ladders, SHRM Blog, Thrive Global, CEO, World Magazine, Human Capital Innovations Podcast, Voice America, Roland Martin Unfiltered, and many, many more. And as fun facts, Omar speaks five languages, pays seven instruments, and started his first company at the tender age of seven. Omar, super excited to hear about all the awesome things you're doing. <laughs> you're a man of many talents, but super excited to have you on the show. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? Yes, I am, Gresh. Let's get let's get into it. Let's make it happen then. So to kind of kick everything off, I know I might have touched on it a little bit, but I wanted to rewind the clock, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. Okay. So I guess my CEO story, uh, we can go back to when I was seven years old and I started my first company. Um, uh, really, it starts with being able to connect opportunity and commerce. So uh, we moved to a, a neighborhood in Charleston, West Virginia, where we lived off of a, uh, it was a, a pretty much an all black neighborhood that was next to a country club, um, which is a very odd situation to be in in the first place. But Basically, um, all of the backyards were littered with golf balls. And so um, I basically told all my friends to gather up all the golf balls they could find. We crossed over the fence. And we started selling golf balls back to golfers, basically. Um, and we sold the, the colored balls for, for 50 cents. We sold the white balls for, for 25 cents. We financed our entire summer of escapades. And um, that was my first, uh, my first introduction to being a, being a CEO. So I guess right from the beginning, I've always been someone who uh, had the ability to connect dots that other people couldn't connect and, and then transform those ideas into actual tangible business outcomes. And I've been doing it uh, for now over, you know, over 30 years. 
Yeah, absolutely. I love to, to definitely hear that, you know, the entrepreneurship at a, at a young age. And I love that phrase that you said, connecting opportunity with commerce, because I think so many times with, you know, starting and building and making an impact, you can kind of get lost in the sauce, for lack of a better term, and not realize that the, at the essence of what, you know, I think entrepreneurship is at its whole, too. Yeah, yeah, I think that basically everybody gets so protective about ideas, like they're, they're this is my idea, that idea, an idea being stolen. I tell people an idea and five dollars will buy you a cup of cup, cup of coffee at Starbucks. It's not anything. What matters is execution. Like you know, the execution of an idea is where you really put your 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 unique fingerprints and DNA on the idea, and that's why when you execute an idea, no two ideas will ever be ex- executed exactly alike. And that's the difference maker is the execution, not in the idea itself. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's something, you know, like you said, especially if we look at our ideas or those opportunities as gifts, especially too, and realize that we each individually as as individuals and also as organizations that are made up of individuals, we execute in different ways. And and I always say, no one, you know, no one can run your race like you can, you can't lose if you run your own race. So I I think that uh, definitely rings true. Yes, sir. Exactly. I think I think that, you know, it's better to run with that's why that's why horses have blinders on when they run when they run in the in the races because you know you're supposed to just you know have tunnel vision towards your own objectives and your own goals and not let anything stop you. It's all it's it's wide open in front of you. Don't worry about what's happening on side of you. Exactly, exactly. That makes the best sense. So I wanted to hear a little bit more about where you're running, how you're making an impact, what you're executing on. Could you drill down and tell us a little bit more on how you're making that impact and how you're serving clients? Yeah. So I think right now I have, you know. Over the last year and a half, I've established my my umbrella organization and take consulting. And take consulting is basically just the 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 overarching comp- company that allows me to do all the things that I want to do and make the impact that I want to make. But whether that be in consulting, whether that be in thought leadership, coaching, speaking, publishing, uh, uh, facilitating workshops, and doing training and design, and also technology. So basically, over the last year and a half, I've been able to actually. Uh, establish take consulting and launch every single one of those verticals I just mentioned to you because each one of those things is a discrete vertical, right? So training is one vertical, speaking another vertical, coaching another, consulting another. So basically, uh, I've been able to launch all of them and and uh, and see how the world responds to one or the other and see which ones are most more lucrative versus others. And, and then be able to then accordingly assign my capacity and my time to which area, whichever areas are growing the fastest. So right now, I would say consulting, um, executive coaching, and um, and uh, speaking or paying the bills. Publishing, of course, you know, my books are paying the bills uh, while I invest in technology, different platforms. So and uh, Tempo.io and EquityPulse.io are two sides of the same idea. Uh, but done in two completely different ways, executed from two different sides. One is Equity Pulse is basically around um, uh, in, encouraging employees of large employers to give their feedback on Jedi progress in an anonymous fashion uh, to a third party. So basically like Glassdoor.com was for employer ratings around you know salary and you know process for getting hired. Equity Pulse is really the same thing. It's the accountability uh, measure of companies who say they're going to be making progress against justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion, but actually Equity Pulse is the measure of that, the accountability measure of that externally. So um, that's that's basically launched. And then Tempo.io is within it, it's going to be a tool within organizations that's utilized to enhance employee inclusion. So you have the enhancement inside the company, you have the accountability outside the company, and both of these are launched, uh, have been launched uh, 
as of September. Nice. I, I definitely appreciate that. And especially the holistic nature by which you've been able to kind of execute on each of those strategies. And I almost feel like, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, each of them has it sounds like an overall kind of support to an overall mission. Um, they just do it yes. in different ways. And I feel like sometimes with, you know, issues that I think you're focusing on, you're tackling that are definitely pressing and needed. It's really hard to do it with one, you know, avenue with one way. I, I feel like it probably takes that holistic nature to just start to, to see that progress. I fully agree. And, and you have to find figure out your own why. What are you doing it for? Like, what is the why? And so uh, my why is to empower people to live their best lives by embracing servant leadership principles and uh, and stopping toxic leadership principles uh, at the same time. So basically, uh, when I think about that mission of like, what are the various ways and avenues that I have um, at my disposal to make that mission happen? And, and what are, what's my own experience? What are my own strengths? What am I passionate about? Um, what can I be compensated for and what does the world need? So basically, when I put that together, I I saw the umbrella of Intent Consulting come together and basically I've uh, been very, uh, very grateful to grateful, but also very fortunate to have seen it uh, do as well as it has so far. Awesome. 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 So I want to ask you for what I call your secret sauce. It could be a little mm. bit for the organization yourself personally or a combination of both. But what do you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you? Uh, I would say my secret sauce is that I I base everything on positive psychology and uh, and the strength space. Basically, whereas a lot of people are looking through the lens of what's wrong and what what's negative about a situation, I look at every situation, starting with what's already working well, and then we work backwards to how we can mitigate and, and improve on weaknesses. So the weakness is not the, the starting point; the strength is a starting point. Um, and so, and so, by looking through the lens of strength, first of all, you get a lot more advocates right from the beginning because I'm talking to you about what's already working well, and I'm saying how can we take that to the next level. So, if you go into an organization that's trying to do a DEI strategy and improve around these areas, the first question I'm going to ask is, what's working well? What's already working? Do you have a an employee resource group? Do you have have you hired a, a DEI lead? Do you have are, has that person been given uh, given resources resource pr- appropriately? What's the priority? nature of this. If you've done all those right things, then, then we're going to start with that and we're going to build on that first. Then we're going to go into, okay, so then how do we do more of this and enhance the next thing coming coming down the pipeline? So that's really my unique approach is really going through everything strengths-based, positive psychology, uh, uh, and and not coming at it from a from a just a purely, you know, critiquing standpoint. Nice. I appreciate that. So I wanted to uh, switch gears a little bit. And I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have. uh, But what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? Okay, so my CEO hack is from The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. Uh, if you if you haven't heard of Hal Elrod, please look up this guy. He's he has an amazingly inspiring story. Um, basically, with 21 years old, at 21 years old, he was at the top of the world. He was in a horrible car accident, had to be uh, taken out of the car with the jaws of life. Um, was on was uh, basically in a coma for seven days. Uh, body was crushed. And when he woke up from the coma, rather than being depressed about uh, basically what he had lost, he decided to lean into gratitude. And that leading into gratitude has led him to become a world-class, a global uh, thought leader, speaker, uh, in-demand coach around the world. And his book, The Miracle Morning, is something I read a couple of years ago that really um, leaned into something that I already uh, believed in, but gave me a motto and a framework that I could apply. So basically, um, what The Miracle Morning is, is a new approach to starting your day. So based on, you know, Hal's study of how the most successful people in the world approach just starting their day, 
uh, he initiated a, a, pro- a program called SAVERS. And what SAVERS is, is basically an acronym for, say, the first S is for uh, silent meditation, A for affirmations, V for visualization, E for exercise, R for reading, and the final S for scribing or gratitude journaling. So the first hour, hour and a half of every day um, is doing these six things. And basically when you line up your day that way, what you're doing is you're investing in yourself right from the beginning of the day. You are personally developing every single day. You're improving yourself every single day in all aspects, spiritual, mental, physical, uh, and emotional. And this gives you an edge that basically if you do this consistently over time, um, it will be very difficult for people to, 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 to basically keep up with you in terms of the fact that you're, you're developing at such a fast rate. Awesome. 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 So I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So this is a little bit more of a word of wisdom or piece of advice. You might've already touched on this, but it's something, if you were to hop into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self or potentially your favorite client. Um, well, if I were to hop into a time machine, I would go back to talk to 29-year-old me who was a business unit director uh, who was leading his first big organization. And I would have, I would go back and tell myself that uh, perfection is, is, is the enemy of progress. So basically, um, I think at the time of my life, I was, I was too focused on, on trying to, to appear perfect. And I think a lot, it's something that a lot of, of us in terms of uh, black and indigenous people of color, women in business, we, we come in and we, we don't believe we have that leeway to fail. We believe that we have to be absolutely excellent or else we're not going to get any opportunities. And uh, that's not the case. Actually, um, by trying to be perfect, it means you're not taking the necessary risks to, to gain progress. And so it's better to gain progress in learning and to fail and learn and pick yourself up again than to achieve perfection. Um, and, and that's a lesson I would definitely pass on to myself if I, if I could go back in a DeLorean and, 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 and really, uh, speak to my younger version of myself. Awesome. 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 So I wanted to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. We're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Omar, what does being a CEO mean to you? So being a CEO to me is to be a steward. I used to tell people that, um, when you're at the top of a a company is something, uh, unless you are the founder of the company. Uh, and the company's, you know, basically you're you're a Ford and you work for Ford. It's something that's bigger than you, your family, your name, your legacy. It is it is an entity that has a purpose that's bigger, hopefully bigger than just making profits and making money. So, as a steward, your job, and you don't know how long you're going you're to be given the keys to, to run this thing. So basically, as a steward, you have to make a choice in terms of how you want to own, operate your your entity and your organization. And for me. The key to being an effective leader uh, CEO today is to uh, orient yourselves towards the people who are adding value to your external stakeholders. So basically, don't make it about yourself. The less you make it about yourself, the more your organization will achieve um, because you'll be focused on the right things. When organizations, when CEOs make everything about their ego, their ideas, what they want to get done, you're actually limiting the potential of your own organization because everything has to come through filter from you. Nice. Absolutely. And uh, of course, I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do now was pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best people can get a hold of you, your team, get a copy of your books and find out about all the awesome things. So anything about me is uh, www.omarlharris.com. Anything about my books is amazon.com, Omar L. Harris. Uh, And if you want to connect with me, LinkedIn, 
Omar Al Harris. So I think those are the three best ways to, to connect. I think that for me, my, my message I like to pass on at the end of, of podcast when I'm talking to leaders is, is don't forget to lead with love. Um, really, well, as I mentioned before, leadership is a vocation. It is a, it's a gift. Nice. Well, I truly appreciate that, Omar. We will have the links and information in the show notes as well, too, so that everybody can get a hold of you um, and get in touch and, and find out about all the awesome things that you're working on. I appreciate, you know, of course, all the love and the awesomeness that you've been doing as well, too. And I, of course, hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you, Gresh. All the best. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Want to level up your business even more? Read blogs, listen to podcasts, and watch videos at cbnation.co. Also, check out our I am CEO Facebook group. This has been the I am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.